when you check in with yourself, that's when you're allowing yourself to be loved and taken care of. And then with that energy, you can come back out into the world feeling recharged because your mindset is everything. At this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Mystic Podcast. This is season four, season cuatro. I am so excited to be here with you and to come back after a long and amazing break. So we had about, what, a month and a half, I think, or five to six weeks off. And it has been quite an amazing summer, to be honest. It's been wild and life-changing. There is so much that has been happening internally within myself and my personal life and my business and all the things. Wow, July was such a month. And now that we're in August and we are in Leo season, there is so many things that are happening and I literally cannot wait to share more of what's been going on behind the scenes and my life and my way of looking at, you know, the energies nowadays. Oh my goodness, my portals are open and I am here for you. So thank you so much for being here, for being part of the Mystery community and for coming back. I am so excited. And for those of you who have never um, listen to any other episode and this is your first episode. I just want to say welcome to Mystic Podcast. Welcome to be in part of the Mystic community. I am so happy that you're here. I've cherished your energy and your presence and I hope that you not only listen to this episode but you listen to all the other wonderful nuggets and gems that are recorded in the other episodes of this of this podcast. So let us begin with saying this episode today, and I wanted to start the season with a solo episode, but my health and my well-being goes first than anything else so that I can be here sharing with you at my best energy with my heart and with everything that I've got. So last week I was supposed to, I was supposed to record a um, solo episode, but I was in my moon cycle and I felt like I needed extra rest and I was moving through so many things and I just felt like you know what I don't need to force anything I don't need to ex do extra if my body is telling me to rest so I've been resting and I feel super good and ready to give you everything so here's an episode with Leah and Rachel from basic witches I was in their podcast a little bit ago and we had such a good time like seriously we had a blast and because of that, I invited them over to Mystic Podcast and here they are having an amazing conversation about witches and womanhood and podcasts in general, like being, because they have an amazing, amazing, amazing podcast. You should absolutely go listen to it after this episode. So we talk about, you know, leading a business and doing it from the feminine side and going with the flow and understanding our womanhood and understanding witches and energies and multi dimensionalities I mean quite a conversation we also talk about our moons and oh my goodness there's just so much in this episode that I don't want to say too much because seriously you're in for quite a ride so without further ado let's just dive right in tried this for a couple of times and I'm so excited that we're, we finally made it we're all here it's really exciting and you know welcome to the podcast thank, thank you. you divine timing right like we knew it would happen when it was supposed to absolutely the funny thing is you know we're just starting a new season so I have new energy and we've just been in a, in a bit of a break for the summer so this is perfect to start with like some witchy vibes yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so I'm really really excited to just get you know into all of this but one of the biggest things that because I was just on your podcast um, basic witches and one of the things that kept on you know tro like dwelling in my mind was like you know working together it's such a I don't I mean it's like an art <laughs> right like creating something together and navigating a business together and a podcast together I mean that's not an easy piece so how how does that work for both of you because I mean from the outside it seems like a, like a magical journey <laughs> oh thank you it is it yeah. is I mean Leah and I are we set out 
to do this in a feminine way. Like wh- whether we knew it right away or not, we were already naturally mm-hmm. doing that. And um, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me of our flow, literally. Mm-hmm. So funny because I just started bleeding today. I'm, I'm on day one of my flow. So I'm on the divine timing. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy. Nice. Wait, you are too? Yes. Ah, amazing. <laughs> well, we're like so tapped in right now because the veil is the thinnest during this time. But anyways, um, Leah and I treat the business as a flow and everything we do, like we, we check in mm-hmm. with each other and our energy, which is very yes. feminine. Oh, and I when we see that. things, when we see that things aren't working or we're not feeling, it doesn't feel aligned or right. We change things. Um, what I think is really cool too, we did not even try to do this. We figured out just the other day that we recorded our first ever like scratch episode, practice episode on 1212. And then we released our first episode on 8-8. That was a little <laughs> bit more intentional. But like this was three years ago at the beginning of Basic Witches. So we didn't like understand the full meaning of these numbers yet. And just the fact that we just so happened to be releasing on those like magical number days is so cool. And I feel like that's the kind of magic that happens for us all the time because we're just like going with the flow and like really tapped in. I hear you. And I think so many people are so afraid to like go with the flow and to adjust depending on their bodies, depending on their energy. It's like we've run business for such a long time and like go, 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 you know, nine to five, you got to show up, you got to continue to move. And it's so crazy to see that for what I see, like from my point of view and the women that I work with and, and even just hearing your story, people that are really successful, they go with the flow. It's like, you know, if you're not at your best, if your energy is not at your peak, like that just shows. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's because Rachel and I met in a musical improv class and I feel like improv runs in my blood at this point. I've been doing yeah. it for 10 years and like taking that improv experience into a business is so helpful of like, going with the flow and just making choices, changing things as it goes and and not having so much pressure and remembering that like it's our show, it's our business. We get to decide yes. and we don't have yeah. to prove anything to anyone or or like cater to anyone like this is our show. And another thing that helps us with not falling into the way we should do business, not getting into the shoulds, like Leah said, we get to decide is like having each other to voice that. And our whole, (laughs) the whole premise of basic witches is that we want to learn. We think witchcraft equals wisdom. So every week for three years, we've been learning. So like, of course, we're going to apply that to our baby. Like, so we have (laughs) a, we essentially have like, what they try to do with artificial intelligence. Like we, we learn and we put it back in. We learn, we invest. We, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like we're a self-learning machine. Greetings, witches. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to have you. Um, I absolutely love that because it's so true. It's like, we forget so many times that it's our business. Like the art, I talk to my clients all the time, like go back to the original intent of why you started this thing to begin with. It's your baby, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. your project. And the other thing is like to see everything as a learning opportunity. So like you're always learning and you're always evolving and you're always like, just like getting better and better and better. How amazing is that? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like no matter how long I've been doing witchcraft, I'll still consider myself a basic witch because there's so much to learn and so cool. It's so crazy that we're talking about witchcraft right now because I, so one of my um, my very first employee, Kaisa, who is the podcast manager, she gave me last year for my birthday, my birthday's in September 11, and she gave me this book that's called Witch, Unapologetic mm-hmm. by Miranda Gray? No, by Lisa. Lisa Lister. I mean, Lisa Lister. Sorry, yes, sorry. yes. That's what I meant. And I opened it last year when she gave it to me and I just went through like, you know, maybe first or second chapter. And I was just like, I think, I think this is where I'm at. And then I just closed the book and I just, you know, this is the way sometimes I work through, I go through. Totally. And this is so insane. Like three days ago, (laughs) I picked up the book. (laughs) 
<laughs> started to go through like you know chapter three chapter four so like now that you're talking about witchcraft I'm like I'm so in this topic right now <laughs> yes <laughs> and that's amazing that you picked it back up again and then started your bleed because mm. Lisa Lister is such a boss at teaching women about their periods oh I didn't know that I don't know I don't know if I'm there yet but but ooh, yeah amazing it's it's been really interesting she, she, well, her other book is Code Red. So she has Witch and Code Red, oh. I believe it's called, um, where she... Uh, was it Red Moon? Something with red in it. Okay. And she, like, demystifies the, you know, thinking that your period is a nuisance. Ooh, I love that. And really teaching the power of it. Yeah, she's all about the superpowers of the feminine. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. And, and the interesting thing about going through this book, it's like, and I always say, I've never, I'm not, like, attached to a specific lineage or you know religion or way mm-hmm. or technique or way of thinking but I love to explore it all and I feel like all of it has different different like intentions in different parts of my life so right now I'm like this sounds perfect and of course we're gonna talk about it in the podcast right now so what a perfect thing but it's really yeah. interesting because I wanted to ask you you started the podcast three years ago mm-hmm. and is that when you started your basic witches journey or you were kind of like almost there and then this is like another entry level into it or how did it happen? I yeah. We were like here in, we were we still were, really new to witches. We were both like individually and together interested in it. Um, always spiritual people. And we, we both had like intuitive and psychic moments in our childhood. So it was definitely already there. But as far as like learning about it and really like learning the terms and the history and talking to other people who really practiced it, I would say, yeah, we we just started with the podcast. So it's mm-hmm. funny listening back to like episode one. It's like we literally are basic. <laughs> and it wasn't until knowing each other that we used like that we called ourselves witches. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't think, yeah, neither of us had like owned that term yet, but with each other, it was like easier because that term holds a lot of weight and yes, has a lot of connotation that scares people, yeah. but we're both comedians. That's how we know each other. So like mm-hmm. we got to just have fun with it and really our, um, our disdain for the patriarchy is also yes. what fueled the fire <laughs> of our craft. And that was there. That's been there for years. We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't new. <laughs> it was in the blood. Okay. <laughs> Got it. That sounds amazing. And it's so interesting to like, you know, a project that can bring so much to so many people and can liberate so many people in such a huge topic can liberate you as an individual. Because it is like, it's your journey of like basic, which is to like freaking advance masters at this stuff you know, that people are going with you too. So like your audience, that your audience evolves and your people, you know, evolve. And that's really exciting. I think moving with the audience is like the most exciting part of like the podcast and my work that it's like, you need to like start to adjust even your language because you're like, Hey, we're evolving together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like we said, we make changes to it, letting it change and grow, not continuing to do something just because you've already been doing it but if it needs to change and evolve and grow let it I hear you let it grow you know what I'm thinking yeah you know what I'm thinking like when it comes to the podcast world one of the biggest things at the beginning was like you know I started with my with my friend Lena which by the way I just had to say I just have to say the story of how I manifested to be in your podcast and how I manifested this conversation <laughs> Oh, yes, please. So what you- happened, Lena and I started this podcast, Mystic Podcast, and the first few episodes, we were like trying to figure it out, the dynamics. Wait, and- her name is Lena? Yes. I was almost named Lena. I was named after my great aunt, whose name is Lena, and then they, my parents changed it to Leah, so that's really cool. Okay, keep going. Oh my God, I love that. Okay, so so we started and we wanted to like know the dynamics and, and how we wanted to, I don't know, so I started to listen to a lot of podcasts, because to be honest... I mean, I've listened to podcasts, but it's not like I'm a, you know, I don't know. That's not like I do it all the time Mm -hmm. anyway, but I started to listen to so many podcasts and I came across your podcast, you know, like randomly. And I started to listen to one of the episodes and I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this dynamic. I was laughing out loud. I was like, what is this like? 
container. <laughs> I'm like, I love this. So I told Lena, I was like, okay, I like their dynamics and I like how they play with each other, how it's really funny and like how I don't take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, and you know, one day, one day I'm going to be in their podcast and one day they're going to be on Mystic Podcast. Like it's going to happen. I just got yes, it was so crazy. And they were like, yeah, you know, how crazy would that be? And then, you know, I remember... I reached out like a couple of months after I reached out and then we talked about it and then it kind of was on hold for like six months to eight months. And then it finally happened. But now I'm like, the cycle is complete. Like you are in the podcast. (laughs) And when did you start your podcast? This was like a year and a half. Wow. Wow. You did it, witch. Yes. So it's so interesting how like, I feel like a lot of the times you say things and if you just don't like push it too hard and just let it kind of happen, it just, it just works out. Oh my God. And we've had so many full circle moments like that actually just recently, like from the start of this podcast, we wrote down a list of dream guests and dream opportunities. Mm -hmm. One of them was writing for Cosmopolitan. We just released an article about sex magic, like two months ago for Cosmopolitan. And like seeing our name in Cosmopolitan written by the basic witches, it was just so surreal because it snaps you to the current moment. But then my brain also goes to the past Mm -hmm. and like it and and three years is between all that. And it's just crazy that like time can just change and suddenly your manifestation is like here. But it felt Mm -hmm. like it was real the whole time. Almost. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's so crazy. So, so. I don't even remember why, like the first thing that I wanted to say when I wanted to share that story, but I wanted to share it because I felt like this is a moment. <laughs> yeah. This is a moment that is like so important. But, you know, I wanted, I wanted to hear about like, both of you are like, of course, comedians. So how does that play the role in like the whole, you know, podcast and in your life? Are you still comedians or how does that, how does that look like right oh, now? Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> No matter what we're doing, we'll always be comedians. It's our way of processing life. life. Like, yeah, that's in our blood. That's, again, since childhood for both of us, too. Like, that's, yeah, inseparable. Um, but I think the way that we move through conversations and through the world is, like, we like to say we brew up woo-woo meets haha. Like, we do believe in this stuff, but we also question it and comment on it. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, one thing about both Leah and I is that we don't let anything slide or pass us by. Like we, we just pay attention when you really pay attention. Shit is funny. Yes. Like when you don't let a little moment pass, you stop and you grab it and you like, look at it and talk about it. That shit is funny. Like the synchronicities of everything. And like, if, yeah. you're, if you're really paying attention, you're like, whoa, whoa. Like, what is happening? This is like a whole, you know, decrypted book that I like kind of just, you know, wa- sleepwalking through it. But mm-hmm. I just you don't pay I, attention. Yes. Yeah. And I saw like, I'm glad you say that you noticed that we don't take it too seriously because I noticed with, with a lot of spirituality stuff, it feels so serious and like not fun. And we <laughs> wanted to make spirituality fun because it is fun. Spirituality is how you look at life. So shouldn't we look at life from a fun standpoint? Don't we want it to be enjoyable? Um, So yeah, I I love that you can feel that because we do take it seriously. It's truly how we view the world. Like it's not a joke that we're witches, but we love making jokes. Yes. (laughs) And that is so important because, you know, with the take of spirituality, I feel like this is one of the biggest things that I always talk about, which is we've seen this like patterns and identities and like, you know, set standards of what it looks like to be a spiritual person, what it looks like Mm -hmm. to, you know, to move through like spiritual awakenings, what it looks like to, I don't know, meditate and do yoga and, and believe in Palo Santo and all the things. And I feel like more and more and more as we're moving, as the spirituality is moving to like, every single person because it is every single person we need to start Mm -hmm. to adapt that to like everyone like there's not one way to do a spirituality so I think it's so refreshing when when we bring humor to it when we bring like you know just no set standards and boundaries and whether you are a spiritual or not it's like yes you are but what's that expression in you yeah yeah 
And that's why we especially love having like totally different guests on Basic Witches. Like yes. we talked to Tommy Chong about his spirituality. We talked to Margaret Cho about his spiritu- that her spirituality. Like people that you're not used to hearing <laughs> about talking about this thing. But like you said, we all have a spiritual connection of some sort. We're all conscious mm. beings. Mm-hmm. And interesting to hear about your guests because one of the biggest things that I've noticed is that the people that we feel like they're not spiritual but there are people that like have done huge things in life and that you always wonder like I mean they gotta know something you know like what's the code what's the thing what is how do they, yeah yes you know hack it yeah how do they hack it and yeah. the more and more I have conversations with this you know people that have done so many great things in life the more I realize like but you're like so spiritual <laughs> Right. Even if they're not even aware of it, they're doing things that are manifesting or like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's all make believe, right? That's like another way that Leah and I transition so easily from being from, we're both actor writers in the comedy space. That's all make believe. We literally have been Mm -hmm. making make believe and let's like, well, what is magic? Mm -hmm. Make believe. Like you, you believe it and then you see it. That's how you manifest. That's how you transmute energy. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's all make-believe. It's all choices. Um, whether you realize it or not, some of those successful people don't realize that they're playing make-believe mm-hmm. and that's how their magic is unfolding. We're aware of it. Right. Because, because we're, like you say, like we're reading it. We're like really aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the interesting things is like, you know, noticing that, Wait, what was that thought? What was I even thinking about? Well, I about <laughs> That's me all the time. <laughs> like, wait, what? Where was I going? <laughs> no, but what I wanted to say, what I wanted to say is when you have this guest and you start to like ask them about how they actually create these things, they start to mm-hmm. literally describe manifestation and start to literally describe like, you know, talking to unseen realms. And you're like, wait, but but what I think it is especially talking about witches, is that for such a long time, uh, this kind of language has been repressed and has been like kind of um, put in certain, like in, in, a, in a certain box and in, in a certain mm-hmm. like lower degree of respectfulness. So I think people are really careful in how they express themselves because they don't want to sound too woo-woo per se, because then they're not respected, because then they don't have that kind of, you know, acknowledgement from our society. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that we're doing as witches is like bringing this conversation back and it's starting to say like, mm. you know, the language that you're not trying to use, let's, let's talk real right now. And let's really understand what we're all doing as psychic beings in the freaking earth. Yes. And isn't it interesting too, that like witchcraft, it was not as respected and witchcraft is often associated with women, and women are often not respected. Exactly. So it's not a surprise that, like, if people are like, oh, it's woo, that's woo-woo. I don't want to sound so woo-woo. Why? Because woo-woo is feminine, and feminine is bad, or feminine is vulnerable. For some reason, people don't want to be too spiritual because you'll look crazy. But it's like, women have been being called crazy for years. So yeah, there's there's like an interlap there that when I embraced being a witch and being outwardly woo-woo, I'm also allowing myself to be outwardly feminine and sensual mm-hmm. and all these beautiful things that are also repressed. Because people are so afraid of their power. Hilarious. It's so funny to me. <laughs> Because it's so fucking obvious. It's like, God, you're so scared. If you would just get the fuck over that, you'd realize everyone wins when the feminine is freed and not repressed just as much as when the masculine is freed. You know, we like talk a lot about toxic masculinity, but it's funny. There is positive masculinity. (laughs) There really is. Just like there's positive femininity, but all the femininity has been repressed for like essentially 12,000 years when agriculture started. It's been pretty much repressive. When you say, you know, people need to stop being scared of the power of the feminine, right? And the power of like the witches. 
I'm gonna be 100% honest. One of the biggest things that I've moved through as spiritual leader, as, you know, spiritual catalyst, as a woman, as a witch, as an alien, <laughs> is yes. being afraid of my power. Of course, mm -hmm. of course, we all are, yes. All the yes. time of not feeling safe to take the room, to for my energy to be too strong, for me to have a, a strong opinion, to kind of show completely and 100% me in my powerful energy because it's like, Whoa, I don't want to, I, I want to tip it toe just in case, because I, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. But when, when it comes mm. to that, what I've noticed it's because I went deeper into that and it's like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers because I don't feel safe. And that comes from like, you know, the witches burning trials. Of course, like if you're too powerful yep. society, it's not going to like that. Yep. Nope. I mean, there's nothing to add because yeah, it's just, just nodding. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. But that's that's how we were taught. That's how we were but, raised. But when you do step into your power, people are so fucking inspired by that, whether they even tell you or not. And then that inspires them to step in their power. So it's so important that we do. And we and we do. But of course, everyone's human, so let's talk about the connotations of the word power too. We've seen aggressive toxic masculine versions mm. of power for so long for this entire Piscean age. We're now stepping into the age of Aquarius or trying to, um, which is much <laughs> more feminine. And what does feminine power look like? And obviously your listeners know we're not talking about gender at all. Gender doesn't even exist. Um, we're just talking about the yin and the yang, these two, the duality of energies, but the feminine power <laughs> that people fear so much. This is why I laugh because everyone actually wins in that power. That power enjoys spreading and flowing and taking care of the whole mm -hmm. and a rising tide lifts all ships. It's collaborative. Like it's collaborative power. It's funny at the beginning of the episode, you brought up like working mm -hmm. together. That's exactly like that's, that's what exactly I mean. Leah and I are in the feminine power. Yeah. People. But I also feel like <laughs> power <laughs> to the people. <laughs> yes, humans. But it's such a new technology, you know. Like we're decrypting that technology right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like a trial and error for, long. for so mm -hmm. long. Yeah. Do you guys think the internet is a big part of that? Like, why now? I know. Interesting. I do think so. And isn't the internet pretty Aquarian? Headspace, like mm. air and like this, In this infinite. Yeah. Kind of hard to understand uh, dreamy space. Um, Where anything can exist. Yeah. And it's like rebellious. Mm. So you're, I think you're totally I right, I definitely Leah. feel like it's internet and social media and people having a voice and people Absolutely. getting together. Sharing information mm -hmm. so that we know. Yeah, I mean, that's how, like, all the protests are able to happen because we can actually hear the news from way over there and do something about it over here. Like, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And organizing, like, the K-pop, <laughs> the K-pop yeah. people on TikTok <laughs> organizing, like, rebellion. It's so awesome. Yes, it. but I think it's because, it's you know, yes, internet can separate us a lot, but it's also what also connects us in a way. Yeah. So it's like such a duality in that space, I believe. Mm -hmm. But it's also like giving us the opportunity to discern and to be sovereign beings in a dual, like a, a in a duality, yes. because we live in a duality yes. world. So. Wow, it's it's so poetic to life too because it's what you make of it. The internet is what you make of it. You can look for really good things. You can look for really bad things. And you can yep. be a part of a hate group or you can be a part of spreading love and light on the internet. But like the choice is yours, what you look up, what you read, what you watch. How you use it, how you don't. Absolutely. Your boundaries within it. How you Talking set up your boundaries. boundaries. Oh my goodness, that's yes. one of the big ones. But wait, wait, I do remember <laughs> what I wanted to ask you because, because I think this is important. This wants to come through for sure. So when it comes to having a podcast, having a project, 
I feel like there was so much pressure, much pressure a lot of the times to do it like everybody else is doing it. Like at the beginning, I was like, okay, do I need to do it every week? What if I get sick? What if I don't have somebody to like edit the podcast? Are they going to be disappointed at me that I don't have it every week? Mm -hmm. um, how much market does it need to be? Like, what is the conversation needs to be about? Do I need to listen to my conversations all the time so I know that I don't repeat myself? I mean, there's so much pressure, right? Into like what's already out there because there's a lot of things out there so how did you navigate it that kind of like did you have any pressure or you never did or how do you work on that Rachel and I are smiling at each other because it, it's so <laughs> relevant um I think it's okay to share oh right? yeah okay yeah. I was so inspired by you saying that you took a break because that's literally what we're about to do and we're really excited about it because we were realizing We've been doing this nonstop every week for three years, wow. and that's essentially season one. And we're gonna take a little break and like come back, but it it that choice is ours, and it was ours, and like we get to decide. But but we definitely there are thoughts of like, oh well, people have been expecting this every week, and are they gonna stop listening? But giving into that would be giving into fear instead of yes. trusting that people will come back even more excited and we will be energized and more excited ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you know, the whole time you were uh, framing that question, Daniela, I started to see a visual in my mind's eye of us at a potter's wheel. Like, it's creation. It's like being at a potter's wheel. You have to add water. You have to, if you put too much pressure, you make like a squished piece of clay. I don't yeah. know if everyone's ever been on a potter's wheel. I do have an art degree, so I have. <laughs> but you've seen it in the movie Ghost, okay? Yes. Like it's, it's, it's very much a feeling process. It's changing the pressure on your hands. You know, it's like being gentle and letting it shape the way it wants. You can't you can't force it. When you try to force it, it, it turns out real wonky. Indeed. <laughs> so you you haven't taken a break for three years. Well, I'm sorry. I just got to say in that that's commitment. And I do oh, respect yeah. that. We're comedians. We commit. Commit to the bit. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's amazing. But you know what I have, what I have to say about breaks? Especially, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking personally. But I like sometimes to take a break because I don't know. There is, I believe that there is a lot of people that feel the pressure of, like, staying on top of things and, like, caught up with every single episode. So what I've noticed taking this this break, um, every time we do a new season, we take a break. This is the third season that we're coming into now. And what I've noticed is like, oh, it was so great because it was, now I'm all caught up with all the episodes and let's go again. Oh, so yes. it's really nice for people, you know, for the listeners that they kind of, you know, get a, get a time to like, maybe even go back to episodes in, you know, I don't know, a year, six months ago, whatever, their favorite episodes and go back and listen again. Like, because we always putting more and more and more. And I feel like, yeah, but right now we don't really value the fact that like, for example, I don't know why I'm saying, I exactly know why I'm saying this is because yesterday I was watching videos of one of my programs that I recorded a year ago. And I was like, oh my God, this is what I needed to hear. <laughs> oh, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. I take my own courses. Yeah. Because I'm, it's <laughs> we teach what we need to learn yeah absolutely yeah so I feel like it's such a nice you know space for the listeners to to move through it to get caught up to go back and listen and I mean the thing is it's like is it really real that people are expecting like that episode that week or or is it more like the pressure of like you know we imagining this human waiting in the line <laughs> mm -hmm. well and we're walking our own talk too because we always talk about how it's okay to rest it's okay it's okay to take a break and like so we're gonna do that yep. um but yeah the what you're saying is totally accurate I'm so over consistency this is one of the main reasons I got off social media personally basic witches still has a presence but I got off personally because um I fully realized how unnatural consistency is as a cyclical being yeah um I am intentionally allowing my inconsistency in everything I do now 
um, including basic witches. We use that practice as well. And um, it's, it's much more interesting. Honestly, like, isn't it a little bit boring <laughs> to go on and ex- and get what you expect? Like go on social media and get exactly what you expect. That account posted again today because they do every day. I see the same thing every day. It's like, geez, do you really want that? I don't know. That's kind of like boring to me. Yes. It's refreshing to hear that. Yeah. Like shake shit up. Guess what? There isn't an episode this Witchy Wednesday. You didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Expect the unexpected. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, you know, it's and it's it's such a mind trap too, because then we trapped ourselves in this, you know, schedule that it's like, you know, when I asked myself, it's like, for example, today, just gonna give you an example. I woke up and I was like, there's nothing in my schedule until this. A recording mm-hmm. and then I have another recording in Clubhouse later on today. But before then, I literally had nothing other than, of course, my message and my private clients. But then I was like, okay, so so what do we do? And I'm like, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> but yeah. of course, like, let's post on social media, let's do this, let's make a list, let's figure it out what else. And it's like, you know, but it's taking me such a long time to decondition from that um like a structure that we put ourselves it's good to have a structure i love i love masculine structures of knowing that my business runs without me having to show up i love that but mm-hmm. on top of that masculinity that comes like the this empower masculinity that comes afterwards which is like what else do we do that's the part that going I going more faster, mm-hmm. better yeah that part's not not so fun yes absolutely it is a lot to unlearn. It's really uncomfortable mm-hmm. unlearning that. My goodness, if you guys could go back and meet me like before improv, before LA, like mm-hmm. nine years ago, ooh, so uptight, so anal retentive, so like type A, which wasn't even me. I was still, I was still an actor, performer, artist, getting an art degree, yet I was productivity because that is it's it's around every corner it's it's coming in at every angle in western society society. we live in absolutely yeah and we opt into it so we're we're also kind of like Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of our fault too if we continue to opt into that because then we are the advertising of such a (laughs) of such a thing exactly so when we make when we make choices that are like radical seemingly radical right like uh what I love for for Rachel and I when we're on our period or just not feeling good we will literally just like change our schedule around be like let's just allow each other to rest and Mm -hmm. we'll come back and feel good and isn't it amazing it's like letting your body tell you what you need instead of forcing your body to like be a robot to work 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 Mm -hmm. and to your point Daniela like um yes, we, we're choosing it. Once we're aware of it, if we keep going, we're choosing it. It's kind of the whole, like, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. As soon as you get that awareness and you learn that, oh, that's really what's going on. If you don't try to make the changes, then you're, you are choosing it. Exactly. It's that awareness that gives you the responsibility to do something about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So wait, let's let's track back a little bit and let's listen to this like a spiritual journey of both of you and how all this came through. I want to hear. So Rachel, tell me everything. Like what 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 is this like artist into art college and type A thing happen and how this spiritual <laughs> oh <my> thing? <laughs> well, I'm a perf- I'm a perfectionist in recovery. Um, so it's a I practice for. Yeah, I think capitalism creates a lot of perfectionists because we're literally always told we're not good enough, which is the root of that. So we're always trying to be good enough. And now I do fully know and love myself, know I'm good enough. Oh my gosh, I'm even getting into Existential Kink, this uh, book and concept by Dr. Carolyn Elliott of getting kinky with your subconscious, realizing you've been manifesting everything in your life even the dark shit um Mm. and like embracing all of that but this is in high contrast to yeah my upbringing in catholicism capitalism and you know trained to just be valedictorian perfectionist hard worker you you don't deserve unless you work hard Mm. and you know eating disorders and like oh gosh just 
never feeling good enough. To then, like, the journey was really catapulted around the time I met Leah because we got in this musical improv group composed of all feminine queer people. And that empowered me to realize how awesome I am. And that blew the lid off of the perfectionism. And like, I just started to see everything. And then it was, you know, years of unlearning to get to this point, essentially unlearning to hate myself, unlearning to have shame, unlearning to have guilt, washing all that out to become fucking free, essentially, which is how I feel now. I say whatever I want. I wear what I want. I do what I want. And I don't apologize. I removed words from my vocabulary from capitalism. I don't use the word just. I don't use sorry too much. Um, you can always do a thank you instead of a sorry. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for being patient if I was late. Um, yeah. Does that sum it up? <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank that you. was very epic. Thank you for sharing that. And I feel like yeah. every time we listen to like a story like that, it's just like so like a, a like, you know, your body's like, oh, how nice, you know? It, yes, because it's that shedding of that weight. And like a little more context, I'm the youngest of eight kids in a very Catholic family that wasn't allowed to use birth control. So like Whoa. literally the product of patriarchy and capitalism um, and religion, which I call the holy trinity of hate. Um, <laughs> cut from cut from growing up in that environment. Scripture is paint, painted on the wall. Jesus is painted life size on the wall in the house I grew up in. Like that to I go to sex parties on the regular and I have a witchy podcast. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> and I'm an out here woman. Like, yeah, it's possible. Mm -hmm. I think it's so amazing in our time life, like in, in this time on earth. I know there's so many crazy things happening. I mean, it is a crazy time. But at the same time, it feels like I've lived lifetimes. Yes. Like, lifetime. even in the past year, it feels yeah. like lifetimes. Yeah. Like, like, oh my gosh. But it's also like, how cool, right? I was who I was then. It has nothing to do with who I am now. And who I am now has probably nothing to do with who I am going to be at some point. So like, wow, what an amazing thing. Like, I feel like a lot of people before had this life of like, you marry one person, you have a kid, you go to school, you do this right. thing. And then, you know, you're in the same job for the, for 60 years. And then that's it. And right now we literally get to have like 150 jobs by the time we're 20. Like, it's really ridiculous. <laughs> that's so true. And also very Aquarian. I think we are going to make it into the age of Aquarius finally. I yeah. Mean, fingers crossed. Yes. I see. You. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Leah, let's, let's tap into your vortex. Let's tap into your story. What's up there? Yeah, it's very similar to Rachel. I mean, that's why we started Basic Witches. We both come from um, religious families. So I have childhood trauma, anxiety, depression. Um, I went to rehab when I was 19. So this was like a lot, a lot emotionally and spiritually to happen in my first 19 years of life. Um, and was raised religious, always hated it. My mom is the daughter of a pastor. So there was a lot of pressure, I'm sure, that she felt to have this perfect daughter. Meanwhile, I have large breasts. I'm a very sexual person. I curse and say the quote wrong thing um, or the inappropriate thing, but enter comedy and comedy <laughs> I started at age 19 and like when you say the wrong or the inappropriate thing in comedy that's a win that's a good yeah, thing exactly. um so truly like finding comedy and my people within the comedy world was so freeing because people who are drawn to comedy similar people who are drawn to witchcraft are often people who have trauma or some kind of like darkness that they've dealt with, but to cope with it, they they found something to laugh at. Um, so I started stand up and improv at age nineteen, and been doing it ever since. And I, when I first started improv, I was 
scared as fuck because I started stand up first and stand up is like you have all the control if the show sucks it's your fault and your fault only but then improv it was an even bigger spiritual experience for me because I was learning to trust other people for essentially the first time in my life oh whoa whoa not in control that's why it was also scary for a perfectionist like me Yes. Because mm-hmm. you don't know what they're going to so tell it, you. You don't know what they're going to throw You up. don't know what yeah. they're going to say. And you have to trust them to take care of you. You have to trust yourself that you'll be quick enough, smart enough, funny enough. You don't even have to be funny. You just have to respond. Um, it's Aladdin, but, like, asking Jasmine, do you trust me? <laughs> to come on the magic carpet yeah. right away. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> um. So, yeah, I truly feel like comedy was a huge, huge part of my spiritual experience. And so then it's no surprise why Basic Witches is a comedy show about mm-hmm. spirituality. And on that show, we get to talk about all of this dark shit. But in in, in talking about it, that's how we grow and process and like we found a community of other people who have been through a lot of shit um yeah it I don't know (laughs) beautiful (laughs) I was like shaking my head no because because yes Mm -hmm. yes all of that it's really Mm -hmm. fun to have these moments of reflection thanks for asking Daniela because it's nice to take a minute and stop like I hope listeners can do this too, you know, mm-hmm. take a minute and like, look where you came from and yes, and it's not so silly and to. so like, you know, why, why would I do that? Or so like corny to actually do that. But it's like, no, let's really like, take a look at like where you come from and how far uh-huh. it's taking you. Like, so I was, I was sharing the other day on my Instagram that I was sitting in the garden. This was literally like a week and a half ago. I'm sitting in the garden and I just had this download. I was listening to the song. And of course, talking about how the universe talks to you in like, the universe is like screaming. <laughs> yes. Let me talk to you in any form. Like if you're little, like whatever you're looking at, if you're looking at a flower right now, like however right? you're positioned, it's literally talking to you. And it's funny that we're always asking, like, I don't get the message. And I'm like, because you're not seeing at whatever is in front of you. Anyway. I love to move people through this. I'm just, I also like to make fun of it. But anyway, yeah. I was sitting, I was sitting in the garden and I was listening to the song and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what is this lyrics? And the lyrics were talking about, um, they're saying how like you're, the lyrics were saying, you say that I'm the devil, but how, but even though I want to be there for you, how could I have ever been there for you if I have never been there for myself? Mm. and it just hit me I'm like wait what and it's so true because for so long I was called the devil in many ways of like Mm. selfish and you know um, self-absorbed and always only think about yourself and all these things but you know I was also saying like but if I if I'm not there for myself if I have all this trauma if I have all this hatred if I have all this rage and all these things in my body and then trying to save the world, where are we going to go from there? Like, I only mm-hmm. have so much that I can carry with my hands when my energy is unavailable. Because right yes. now, what I do to hold space for people is energetics. Like, I don't hold with my hands anything. So anyway, it was interesting that I was just sitting there and literally just crying about my whole journey and what's taking me to have this kind of a space that I have to hold for people now. Absolutely. And I was like, it's so silly, right? It's so silly and feels, and it sounds so corny, but I was like, listen, it's been a ride <laughs> mm-hmm. to become who we are right now and to be able to, whatever we say, because this conversation, you know what, Rachel, your story, Leah, your story, you know, to be able to share that story, it's so liberating, but it also took you the real moments when you were in the middle of the, of the storm Shit. and it yes. felt so real. Yes, the shit storm. Well, yeah. what you're describing, Daniela, of the unlearning, how 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 you were perceived as the devil or you felt selfish, I think self-care, if you've been raised in a capitalist society, self-care is going to feel selfish and wrong at first. 
Leah mm-hmm. and I helped each other move through that and get better at that. Like we encourage each other to rest, like we said. But when you're when you're unlearning that at first, it feels selfish. The thing is, it's not. We know that now. But mm-hmm. to anyone listening who's like at the beginning of that journey, it's it actually isn't selfish because when you learn to love yourself, you're actually able to love other people. Yes. And I think when people are first starting in self-care, they're like, wait, so I just put this like face mask on and that's supposed to cure me. (laughs) But it's like, as you do self-care more and more, it's not just skincare and face masks. It's like, everything can be self-care, taking yourself for a walk, going roller skating, listening to your favorite album. Like all of that is simply taking the time to check in with yourself about what do I want and need right now that's going to feed my energy to relax me and cure me. Rachel's cheering me on. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to explode. When you check in with yourself, that's when you're allowing yourself to be loved and taken care of. And then with that energy, you can come back out into the world feeling recharged because your mindset is everything. Literally, can we please normalize talking about our needs? That would solve so much. If it was normal. Yes. If it was normal to just like when you're asking someone to hang out or when you're setting a meeting or if it was normal to say, what are your needs? What are my needs? And and meet in the middle. Oh, like you that would solve so many communication there. Yes. Mm-hmm. But this is what I think. I think it comes with, it comes like deeper than that. It comes from guilt, from the guilt of other people not being able to give what they, to give to themselves what they need. So they expect you to give them what they need because they can't give it to themselves because if they give it to themselves, they're selfish. So it's like so an entanglement because from that, then we feel guilty not to give, but we also feel selfish if we give to ourselves. So it's like, I'm telling you, there's no way out of this, mates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So annoying though. I get that's why I made a self-love course because I'm literally like annoyed that people are not loving themselves because it creates all this frustration. Yes. But <sighs> I, I truly believe that it's because, you know, like if somebody asks you to love them, for example, if, if your family have asked you ever to be there for them, to show up, to do all these things, and in in you were not in a space that you could, but you felt guilty not doing that so then you kept on doing it and you kept on building that resentment and you keep on building that mm-hmm. resentment and then no wonder why we're so starved of love and of like, and it usually hits a point too there's usually like a blow up when you build up oh. so many resentments then all of a sudden someone like can just snap yeah Ugh, this is so funny this is why day 11 of this self-love course is needs and no because the power of no is like a, a reluctant yes is so much less loving than an honest no. Absolutely. It's, that's what I teach. Like it, I had to learn that too. Like, look, I had to say no to people I love and it did hurt them. I have hurt people I love, but it was a byproduct of actually doing the loving thing of being honest. And I can say those relationships healed and are so much better because of it. Because I was honest. But also, it's like we want an immediate solution. Like the fix, the quick fix. So by trying to do the quick fix, we're actually like the wound is getting worse. Yeah, it's getting infected. Yes. Because we can't really see the long-term distance. (laughs) The long-term... The long term of, of, like you said, honoring your no's and honoring your yes. And yes, our people are going to be triggered. But this is how they triggered into change and they're triggered into like, maybe we're not really good in our relationship. Actually, maybe there is something that we need to talk about that is farther than, than you not showing up for coffee on a Thursday at 12, whatever it is. And maybe that's like putting some antiseptic in the wound. Yes, that mm. hurts, but it's cleaning it. Mm, it's allowing exactly. it to heal eventually. All right, we solved it. (laughs) (laughs) Check. (laughs) But the simple stuff, it it is that easy. I don't know. One of my mantras right now is nice and easy. And it's I've been doing it for like two months and it's it's a way to view view things and allow them to be nice and easy. Like the simple shit is the most profound. It It is really is. It really is. A mantra my friend recently brought up that he's telling himself, and I've been telling myself this since. Um, have you guys read The Power of Now? Yes. Yeah. Eckhart no, I Tolle. haven't read it. Sorry, I know it. Oh, okay, but you know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Bertolt in the book um, says, is that so? Like everything that happens, you just say, is that so? Because it's kind of just looking at it with a bird's eye view with no judgment. kind of. Yeah. Just, huh. Oh my God. What I've been doing also lately, which I'm, it's, it's pretty much almost the same, but it's like, okay. okay. Yes. I like that. <laughs> like whatever I'm feeling, like I'm freaking out about, you know, when, when you like, if there is like mm. this uh, pattern response of like worrying right. about something that you don't have to or whatever it is, the pattern I'm always like, okay, okay. So mm. I feel it, like I allow it to just be felt in the aura. And then, you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes after it's it's gone because the more we fight it, the bigger it becomes, mm-hmm. right? The more we Sounds interact like, like with it. Neutralized acceptance, right? Yes. De-escalating too. It's De-escalating. like taking the pressure out. Yep. Yep. I talk okay. about this wow, we're so all, much. We're all the same wavelength. But wait, it's like this thing that is coming a lot, that is one of the biggest things that I say, um, especially with my private clients. It's like, you know, because when they're freaking out, when there is something that it's like, you know, I just can't get out of this funk, for example. I'm always like, you know, when you have, when you're holding a baby and the baby's crying, hysterical. And you're like, shut up, shut up, shut up, stop it, stop it, please. And the baby, of course, is freaking out. Mm -hmm. But then if you just rock the baby, if you Mm -hmm. just rock the baby, at some point, it's going to get so tired that it's going to fall asleep Mm -hmm. or it's going to stop. Yes. And it's the same. It's like when you have those emotions, when you have those freak outs, it's like the more you're like, stop, please stop, please stop. Like, oh my God, stop. <sighs> the more we're like be- making this thing bigger. But when you rock it and you're like, okay, 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 okay. Like at some point you're going to get distracted, go take a nap, go take a walk, mm. like do whatever it is. And you're going to forget at some point. Um, and you're going to kind of neutralize it in a way that, for example, when I'm on my moon, I'm a little bit more like tend to freak out. <laughs> like, how is it for you? I'm interested to hear, like, how do you move through that? The, the emotions of the moon? Because for me, it's definitely Oof. like, I need to be really aware that I usually mm-hmm. tend to, especially with my manifestations, because I'm such an emotional manifester that my emotions go through such a roller coaster when I'm on my moon. So I've got to be really like, is that so? <laughs> I was going to say, my, I apply the nice and easy. I apply that light mm-hmm. touch that we're all talking about. Essentially, we're all hitting on non-gripping attachment, which is like an ancient Buddhist idea, but um, allowing, literally going with the flow. And also, though, having that awareness and understanding, I have that because I'm intimately aware of my cycle now. I I teach on it. I have a course called Cycle Magic. I I've been tracking it for years and getting off birth control and getting intimately like in tune with my body. So I, I, I know what to expect and it just makes it so much easier. I know to expect my serotonin dropping during my moon mm-hmm. uh, or my bleed if listeners don't you know, know that term, but um, I expect- You do drop. Yes, yes. You you do have blues. Like that's a real thing. Your mm-hmm. serotonin literally drops during your bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, your body's busy doing other things. And um, just the, the, yeah, that awareness, that self-knowledge is self-empowerment. That's the main thing I teach in Cycle Magic. So getting to know your cycle so you can be prepared and have a roadmap. And what is yeah. your feelings on ovulation? Because I mean, I it's it's kind of obvious to me sometimes when I'm on my moon. The craziest thing Love is, <laughs> the craziest thing is I've never tracked it until like very recently, like maybe six months ago yeah. that I started tracking it. Um, and it's really interesting because I now not only track when I have it because if I'm if I'm creating a program or whatever it is, like mm-hmm. it, it affects my energy. Oh, but it does. Absolutely. What it does get really amazing, though, are my private sessions, like my one-on-one sessions, because I get in this like very intense, vulnerable, like deep stuff, and we move mm-hmm. through so many amazing things. But everything else that is like exposure, and I have to kind of you know show up and, and hold that energy in like a little bit of entertaining. It's not so great. But oh, really, during your ovulation, you find yourself no, 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 to be the less opposite, social. The opposite. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. That makes yes. sense. Oh, yeah. You want to be in a cave when you're bleeding. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Well, well, ovulation is um, 
gosh, it's so fun. It's in the masculine half of the cycle. So it's, it's, I consider it easier because it's what society expects. It's when I actually do have the energy to multitask and be like outwardly, externally productive and social and, um, extremely (laughs) sexual. Uh, so it's just, it's kind of party season in the cycle. (laughs) I think compassion too, for, for me, I have, I have very emotional periods lately. Um, and I have to remind myself that it's not forever and to give myself compassion and, and my body compassion that it's simply doing its job. And I just need to, to sign to chill and relax and do self-care. Yes. I actually, you know, in honor of this conversation, you can see that I'm in my PJs right now. (laughs) And it's 7 p.m. my time, and I have not changed my PJs. I love it. I've been so happy. Been in bed all day, and it's been amazing. (laughs) That's what you got to do. Like, man, we got to normalize it being okay to rest, especially when you're a cyclical being and you're bleeding while not dying like it's miraculous can we just take a fucking break for one day seriously yeah. like the other day I was like 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 I was like looking at my blood and I'm like listen <laughs> like this is a big deal this is such yeah. a big deal <laughs> yes it's a superpower it's like it's a it's it's another reason that um some people got afraid of our power mm-hmm. right because we can bleed and not die. Like that, that's freaky to them, to some small And also like, people. you know, create humans and not die. Uh-huh. <laughs> like literally rip the car and like not die. That shit is insane. It's Crazy. insane. It's like the movie Alien. Like that literally happens every time <laughs> you're born. Exactly. Insane. Wait, so, but when ovulation, what I've noticed is that I do get pain. Like it's, oh, and do you get it like one side or the other? Yes. Some, yes. Yeah. And the funny that's... thing is, like, I had no idea about this, but um, for so many, for such a long time, I thought that it was every time I was going to have, um, uh, what is it, appendicitis? Oh my gosh. Every month, I'm like, I'm going to have appendicitis. I'm going to have appendicitis. And then I was like, wait, this is like a pattern. <laughs> It's my ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. so cool that you get to, um, like have that pain bring you into the present and that you're that aware and in tune with your body. You can feel which side you're ovulating. That's awesome. Because, you know, it's always, it's usually switches, which side an egg is mm. released from, which ovary, mm. each each cycle. Yeah. Some people have patterns though, where it'll be like the same one a couple of times. You know, it's like, geez, the body's not a machine. Like it's a, you're a human. Again, back to the inconsistency, which is another interesting thing about teaching cycle magic because, um, it's it, it was really interesting to construct a course for people to learn about how they're inconsistent. Yes. It, the whole thing had to be designed to get you to know you because each individual cyclical being is going to be slightly different, different number of days, different day that you do ovulate. Mm-hmm. Do you switch sides? You know, does your cravings actually match up with this? But yeah, it's pretty fucking cool though to get to know your own. It's so empowering. Indeed. One of the things oh. that was not so cool, but, you know, it was that um, I noticed that I needed to stop drinking coffee and, like, eating a lot more clean. Although, I mean, I eat clean. I actually eat really good. <laughs> but the that there were so many things that, like, if something affects me when I'm on my period, it affects me a lot. So I have to be, like, mm. extra careful on, like, you know, just lots of water and things like that. I mean, I shouldn't mm-hmm. say I don't like it, but I do like my coffee. How did that go for you or how is that going for you? Because I, I want to wean off coffee. I'm so addicted. Yes. So for for me, actually, this summer, I kind of took a, like, I took a break and then I came back and then I switched it up a little bit because I get bored a little bit. <laughs> but um, <laughs> But what I do do is that when I'm on my period, like the first and the second day, I don't have any coffee. And then that usually kind of like when you don't have coffee for two days, and I probably get a headache after that or something like that. But it's yeah. all, it all goes in this cave of of your period, so it's all fine. Nice. Yeah. And then afterwards, yeah. like I I I come back to being a lot more sensitive to it, so it, I don't get to a point where I'm like having five cups of coffee. I actually only have one a day. Nice. 
But my do question it, to you, to kind of switch it up a little bit, I'm interested to see what you're going to do on this break that you're going to take from the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to roller skate. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to listen to a bunch of books. I'm going to come back even more wise <laughs> and rested. <laughs> oh, I, I, exactly. I'm going to experience all of it. All of it. No, nothing good or bad, just all of it. Mm. And for how long are you taking a break? For our listeners, it'll seem like a month. But for us, it'll kind of be two months. <laughs> nice. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Also mm-hmm. about like podcasts, you can record things and then, you know, release it whenever you want. And it's just freaking epic. It's so weird, though, because things can change so fast. So you'll, like, say something or record something, and then when you release it in two weeks, people are, like, DMing you, like, are you okay? And you're, like, what are you talking about? I'm great. (laughs) Exactly. I'm always, like, I'm going to give you an update of my life. And then it comes out, like, two weeks after. And I'm, like, but that was weird. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Scratch all that. Yeah. There is so much more happening. Anyway, oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here and for having this conversation. It's it's just such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. This was a blast. Likewise. It was such a joy. Thank you. And before we go, I'm sure like all of our mystic listeners, I wanna go, I wanna are gonna wanna go and, and meet you more and, and know more about it and just listen to basic witches. Just do yourself a favor, go into the podcast, listen to the podcast. It's just, it's such a blast. It's, that's what it is. It's such a blast. But on top of that, where else do they find you? What are you up to these days? How can they get connected and, and into your vortex? Both Rachel yeah. Leah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Rachel. Um, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at Basic Witches. There's a link there to join the Patreon where you will get access to video content um, and monthly card polls, all kinds of witchy perks. And then I'm on Instagram at Leah Knauer, or you can go to my website, www.leahknauer.com for my manifestation course and to book a reading and buy some art and my Oracle decks. I have two Oracle decks. How cool. I didn't know that. That's freaking amazing. And you can can find my tombstone and my ghost on Instagram at Rachel LaForest. (laughs) I have exited social media, but that's an that's an easy way to click the link and get to my whole world of sex and the synchronicity.com. You can enroll and learn to fucking love yourself or cycle magic or both. They're both teaching you ways to love more. And I've also got lots of art for sale. Sometimes I'm available for coaching and card pulls. It is inconsistent and I go with my flow. So if you're lucky, you can book with me. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. So much to like pick from. Like a kid walking into the candy store. I want it all. (laughs) I love it. Get the goods. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for listening and being part of the Mystic community. I love you. I will see you next time. Have a lovely rest of your whatever life.